Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. David Harrison is off tonight. He'll return on the next episode. We're trying something a little bit uh, new this week and probably moving forward, give uh, each one of us a little chance to refuel uh, because each one of us, quite honestly, has a bunch of things going on uh, elsewhere besides the podcast. But either way, it is good to have you with us. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, subscribing, downloading all the good stuff that um, old and new listeners do. And we appreciate each and every one of you. You can listen to David as well on the Locked on Bucks podcast with James Yarko, uh, and as well read him, BucksNation.com, part of SBNation.com, and follow him on Twitter at DHarrison82. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621, at Russellmania621. You can follow the podcast at LockedWFTPod, at LockedWFTPod. You can listen to me on the flagship station for the Washington football team, the Team 980, with Pete Medhurst, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6. 7 p.m. Eastern, also on Odyssey, where you can also hear this podcast. I pulled it up on Monday on the Odyssey app, the former radio.com app, and as well, you can read me on si.com, part of their Washington football team coverage. All right, so now that we got the particulars out of the way, we will say this. There wasn't a whole lot of news or anything really earth-shattering on Monday, we found out Thaddeus Moss, one of the released Washington football team players, going to sign with the Cincinnati Bengals and rejoin Joe Burrow. That Obviously, that makes some sense uh, there. The other thing that I wanted to get into right here is a continuation of Mock Draft Monday because we're going to have the final two parts of the John Beck interview, and, and, and I know we've kind of stretched this out over about a week. Uh, but John is really smart and really good at all the things I think that we tried to touch with him on. And this was all about his time here in Washington, uh, the limited time that he had under Mike and Kyle Shanahan, but then also a crazy story that I didn't even know about, about Ryan Fitzpatrick and how Ryan Fitzpatrick and John Beck are basically tied uh, together and have been uh, for a while. You're going to want to stay tuned for that particular story, but from Monday, you know, uh, a lot of uh, websites and, and analysts release new mock drafts Sunday night into Monday, Monday, Monday morning, Monday afternoon, that type of thing. Highest read, you know, day of the week type of thing. And I, I just find it interesting how all of these guys now are just jumping to, oh, Washington's going to trade up. Washington's going to get Trey Lance. And I mean, listen, we have to honor it. We have to respect it. We have to kind of sort of believe it that it's possible, right? And it could very well be possible. I, I mean, it would be reckless, as we've described many times, but they're not going to look at it as reckless. They're going to look at it as we've got the guy for our future. But like CBSSports.com put out a mock draft, right? Um, and Ryan Wilson did, and he's one of their their you know longtime NFL contributors. So this isn't a guy that just got here yesterday. And he projects Washington indeed trading up and getting Trey Lance. But I kind of like this one out of all of the scenarios that I've seen so far. And that is they traded in in 
um, in this particular projection to number eight. Now, you can't accurately predict that Trey Lance is going to still be there at number eight in Carolina, and Carolina is obviously still looking for a franchise-changing quarterback with Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater right now uh, and others, but that might be a perfect opportunity for them to grab a guy like Trey Lance and develop him slowly while having the protection of Sam Darnold and, again, at least for now, Teddy Bridgewater. And it's the same kind of premise for the Washington football team, right? You have Ryan Fitzpatrick. You have Kyle Allen. You have Taylor Heineke. Maybe both of those guys stay around beyond this year. We know all three of them are here. Uh, you know, So maybe you go out and get your quarterback of the future here, and he can learn from Ryan Fitzpatrick. He can learn from whatever Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen know about the system. He can learn with less pressure, right? So obviously there's parts of this that make sense. So Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, they don't offer uh, return value, but you know it's a significant cost when you move up to number eight, right? As far as the second round... Now, again, I don't know how realistic this mock draft is, being that, again, they're not offering back the compensation for the projected mock trade. They have Terrace Marshall, the wide receiver from LSU, going to the Washington football team, which would obviously indicate under this scenario, at least Washington is keeping their second round pick. Now, we have no idea if that's actually going to happen or not. Pro Football Focus, as we mentioned on Mock Draft Monday, they went and predicted Washington moving up to number four. Again, I I will just say this, and I don't care who listens or who's offended by this uh, in terms of the organization. That would be an incredibly, an incredibly unnecessary risk. I don't care how much you think you love Trey Lance or or Justin Fields or whoever. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, you can do whatever you want. They don't care about me. I'm just saying that that is an incredible risk, an incredible risk, and a reckless risk, uh, quite honestly. So I wanted to get that uh, out of the way. Uh, real quickly, uh, I just wanted to offer this. This from um, my friends at hogshaven.com. They sent this to me. Uh, they did a breakdown of different quarterbacks and different designations, and they pointed out You know, with the first overall pick, seven quarterbacks were picked first overall in the last 10 drafts from 2009 through 2018. So this is a little bit of an older study. And of those quarterbacks, five had met the criterion as a longtime starter. Cam Newton, Matt Stafford, Andrew Luck, Jared Goff, Sam Bradford. Now we know Goff, how he wound up, Bradford, how he wound up uh, ultimately, right? Uh, And the other three certainly had successful runs. But they point out that, you know, like Bradford pushed the boundaries of of like how they would classify it. But he started 14 games for another team, Philadelphia, uh, and then, you know, obviously started off with the Rams, so on and so forth, then started a bunch of games for the Minnesota Vikings. So basically saying that the number one one pick quarterback, very successful, however, Here's where it gets dicey. The hit rate, as they call it, on quarterbacks selected second and third overall in those 10 years of drafting 
uh, again, this is, you know, what, 2008 through 2018 or 2009 through 2018, whatever, you get the point. They say six quarterbacks selected at those picks, again, second and third pick over 10 years, only, uh, or of the six quarterbacks, I should say, Carson Wentz was the only one that met the long-term starter criterion, and we know now what's happened with him, right? So you have Marcus Mariota, you have Blake Bortles, you have RG3, and and Mitch Trubisky, and then, of course, Sam Darnold, right? So... I mean, that's where you are in terms of that. Fourth through seventh, real quickly, I just wanted to wrap this up. Only two quarterbacks that were picked across the four picks in each round in each year of the decade um, basically, you know, essentially made it. Mark Sanchez, who was picked fifth in 2019, um, and they picked Josh Allen at that time that they did it to become a long-term starter. So again, you know, very, 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 very few like success rate in terms of the area that Washington would be picking. And that's a major problem. That's a major problem, right? If you're looking at analytics, if you're looking at history, if you're looking at the gamble. All right, when we return right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, part one of the final two parts of John Beck. Uh, He'll take you through his odyssey with Mike and Kyle Shanahan, the 2011 season, dealing with Donovan McNabb uh, and making way for Robert Griffin III and Kirk Cousins, and then ultimately a great story on Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's next right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. All right, you guys know betonline.ag is the place to go to get the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Uh, Football's over, but the NBA and NHL and, of course, baseball is back and in full swing. BetOnline.ag even covers awards TV shows and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website right now, that's BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Just use the promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on. Yeah, baby. All right, I'm Chris Russell. David Harrison will return on the next episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. And a quick reminder for you. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. He updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So there you go. All right. Part one, the final two parts of our long, lengthy interview with former Washington quarterback John Beck, who's also training and working biomechanically uh, with Zach Wilson, uh, and as well Justin Fields and Kyle Trask, uh, and as well KJ Costello. So here's John Beck on some of his time in 2011 and trying to take over a team that was really beat up under Mike and Kyle Shanahan. You 
individually went through and what you guys, like you said, as a team went through all the change, young players, injuries, again, no off season. I mean, people forget how that impacts again, an individual or team success. So, you, you know, I, I mean, that's why I was trying, you know, Hey, relax, you know, hit the pause button, just stop thinking everybody's going to be in the hall of fame or, you know, stop thinking everything's going to be perfect because as we know, it's an imperfect game. I wanted to ask you this um, for what you can do. Add something now, real quick. Yeah. Add something real quick. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just hearing you say that it, it's funny now as a coach, um, I was just talking with Clyde Christensen a few days ago about sure. this, about the experiences that we have as players and what helps us as a coach. Like, Yes, it would have been way better to have an off season and mm -hmm. to not have the lockout. And I had to try to come up with like creative ways to prepare myself to compete, to be the starting quarterback in an off season where we didn't get a normal off season. And I know that some of those things, you know, to maybe people on the outside might've felt like, wow, he's really trying a lot. I was like, that was the truth. I, I, I like, I needed that, but I will say in the space I'm in now, all of those thoughts I had to have back then of how can I prepare myself to compete mm -hmm. when there's no off season now have become really, really valuable experiences yeah. and tools in what I'm doing now. Could, like, yes, I would love to have gone back in time and not have five starters on offense get injured. Right. Like I still have a memory that I'll always remember going through a walkthrough prepping for my second start. And I look over on the sideline and there was Chris Cooley, uh, Santana Moss, Trent Williams, um, uh, Corey Lichtensteiger, right. and our running back. Oh gosh, I just I'm seeing his face and I can't see his. Uh, uh, Roy Hallou. No, Was it, it wasn't Roy. Roy. It was uh, he had came from the Cardinals. He ended up playing for the Saints. He blew his ACL out in the game against uh, Carolina. Tim. Oh, Tim Hightower. Tim Hightower. Tim Hightower right. Yeah. So all of those guys were standing in sweats on the yeah. side during a walkthrough because they couldn't participate. Right, right, right. I can remember this feeling of looking over there being like, you know, just a few weeks ago, those were our team starters on right. the field. Right. But we don't have them now. Like, do I wish that there could have been that feeling of this is the same team? Yeah, I do. But like, I've learned some great lessons to help all these other quarterbacks of, look, you have to deal with difficult situations mm -hmm. in the NFL as a starting quarterback. Everybody would love to have all your players healthy, but that's not reality. The reality is sometimes you have to find guys on a Tuesday in a workout and they're then starting for you that, that, that Sunday. The reality is practice squad players get up and get brought up to active and then they make plays for you in a game that week. That's the reality of the NFL. You know, there is a difference when sure. you have the guys who are the starters, but it helps me now in the situation I am in now where I help prepare other people because the toughest moments to play well in are the ones that are the tough moments when you don't have those guys or when the team has lost a few games and okay, now here's your opportunity to go succeed in this environment. We don't get to pick the environments that we play in, but the expectation to succeed and play well is always there regardless of the circumstance and quarterbacks have to be able to handle that. You have to be able to have the right perspective. You have to have tools to handle those situations and I'm sure there's a lot of guys like I look, we just talked about Sam Darnold, right? Like he's mm -hmm. leaving a situation that would be very easy for him to say that was tough. Yeah. Right? And all he can do is just take those experiences as he goes to his next one. And the cool part for me is, although, you know what, for a while it was really tough to swallow what happened there in Washington. I look back at all those experiences and kind of the way that it motivated me in other areas of my life. I went back to school. I got some graduate degrees. 
I've stayed in touch with all those coaches. I'm constantly having conversations, utilizing what I learned from those experiences to help the quarterbacks I train now. I'm so glad you jumped in on that because that essentially was going to be my question, those lessons that you learned back then. So I'm glad uh, you answered that. Um, so I, I know I'm taking you way too long, but I got one or two more questions for you. So I appreciate uh, you. Um, so not to put you on the spot, but I, I'm just curious from a quarterback perspective and somebody who works individually with quarterbacks, what do you think went wrong for Donovan here with Mike and Kyle? What do you think went ultimately wrong uh, or, or with Robert, uh, who you worked with for just a little bit of time? And then what do you think went right with Kirk Cousins? If you can give me maybe just an, a little snapshot on, on what do you think maybe the difference was between why some guys made it and, and succeeded uh, and then obviously guys with a lot of talent ultimately didn't. Well, I think the situations of Robert and Kirk, I can only say based off of like, I wasn't in the building. Right. So right. I really have no experience there with those guys. Um, you know, I mean, look on, on like on, on the Donovan situation, first off, Donovan was one of my favorite players growing up. I really admired the way that he played the game. Um, he's somebody that I looked up to a lot. I had an opportunity to train with him when I was just coming out of high school. Cause he would train in Arizona but with Donovan, I think, I think anytime you get a player who has played a long time in a system with, with a coach like Andy Reid, right? You get accustomed to that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like a marriage, right? Like you sure. see that TV show, what was it called? Like a wife swap or something like that. Is that <laughs> what the TV show was called, right? Yes, yes. Where like they swap spouses and then they go in there and like spouses <laughs> by the end of it are like, you know, and anyway, it doesn't mean that like, hey, there's a right or wrong, a good or a bad. It's just sometimes there's relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And you and you get accustomed to certain things. And I think that for Don, Don's a heck of a football player. Like I still admire him and the way that he played to this day. And if people ask me, who are the quarterbacks that were the most influential in your years coming up that you tried to pattern your game after? Donovan McNabb is definitely in there for me. So it was very cool to be his teammate. He's a great guy. I still keep in touch with Donovan to this day. Mm -hmm. He's down helping quarterbacks in Arizona. Um, but the thing is, I, I think, and again, I'm not saying this like perfectly, but I think Don got really used to the way Andy does things. That was his right. comfort zone. Right. Right. And when you go to a different space, it wasn't that like, you know, Kyle or Mike were asking things that were like absurd. Right. It was just, there, there, there was differences. Right. And anytime you have those differences, it takes time to, to, to work those out. Right. Mm -hmm. Tough part about the NFL especially when you make big moves like that, where you go get somebody else's, what was their franchise guy, bring him over to be yours. Like things have to happen fast. Right. You just you don't, don't have time. And you don't always get to like, Oh, well, Hey, we need some more time to work through this. Right. Um, right. And I look before I got there, that decision was made. So, you know uh, there's probably things floating around or whose pick was it? Or is that what they really wanted? You know, did Mike want Don? Did Don want to go there? Did all those things. I can't speak to all of that. Right. Because I wasn't in the building. I just know one from having that experience there and then being in others where I've seen sometimes veteran quarterbacks get very comfortable in one spot and then they have to go to another team and it takes an adjustment period. That's why a lot of the times when you see like when Peyton Manning went to Denver, that Denver offense became Peyton's offense. They did Peyton's things, Peyton's way. That's the way that it worked. Just like I'm sure a lot of the things that happened in Tampa Bay are Tom's way, right? Um, and I don't know if it, you know, how that mesh was happening. Also, the, this is the whole truth. I spent most of my time trying to learn the offense. So I wasn't always getting to like look through my eyes.
All right, once again, that is former Washington quarterback John Beck. Good to have him as part of the show. Again, we've played it in a lot of pieces. Sorry, I talked to the guy for almost an hour, uh, a little over a week ago. Uh, So we wanted to just kind of bring you a little taste of that every day. Coming back, we will have the final part in which he tells a really cool story about current Washington football quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You'll want to stay tuned for that. That's coming up next right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. All right, rockauto.com is the place for you to go if you need anything for your car or truck. Foreigner, domestic, old or new, minor or major, cosmetic, vanity, or a major part. Maybe a fuel pump, water pump, something for your air conditioning, whatever it might be, rockauto.com is your one-stop shop, and you don't even have to go shopping. You could do it from your couch. You could do it from your kitchen table. You could do it from the toilet bowl if that's what you would like to do. I wouldn't suggest that, but you could do it from there, and nobody would know. Trust me, they wouldn't know. Just go to rockauto.com. Whatever you need, they can get. Whatever make, model, year, they can get it for you at a very, very reasonable price. Why? Because they're not going to upcharge you like the big auto parts superstores do. They're not going to charge you more because they don't know you. Nope, rockauto.com is going to change everybody the same low prices. When you go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever, ever, ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, we continue along on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, April 19th through the 26th. Listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin. Jason Lockenfora, and Michael Lombardi, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is the audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D. A-C-Y. That's also how you could listen to the Locked on Washington football team podcast and how you could listen to my radio show Monday through Friday, Russell and Medhurst, 3 to 7 on the flagship station for the Washington football team. Just fire up that old Odyssey app. Actually, it's a new app. It's just, well, it's it's a continuation of a new, it's got a new name. That's what we were trying to say. All right, John Beck, we wrap up finally the John Beck interview. We hope to have Christian Derisaw later on this week, the Virginia Tech left tackle and guy who grew up a big Washington football fan and would like to come on home. We hope to have that for you later on this week. We're just trying to schedule that out. But right now, we finish up with John Beck, former Washington quarterback, and of course, working with Justin Fields and as well as Zach Wilson. I was trying to learn an offense just in case something happened. And if Don got injured, I'm now the backup. I'm, I, I may have to play, right? I, I got to know an offense. You know, in terms of Kirk and, and, and RG3 and all that, like, I don't know with RG3. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that a lot of other people know way more than me. You know, just from an outsider perspective with Kirk, uh, you know, Kyle and Matt and those guys are smart guys. And I've heard a lot of good things about how intelligent Kirk is, how accurate of a thrower he is. He's up in Minnesota right now, and one of the quarterbacks we train is Jake Browning, and Jake Browning has tons of great things to say about Kirk and his ability at quarterback. And I think when you get time with Kyle in that offense or Matt LaFleur, most people do better in the second year of that offense. 
uh, all around the quarterback. I firmly believe it helps when you're the quarterback of that offense to have everybody around you have more experience in that offense. So when I look at like Kurt's situation, Kyle had been there a while. That offense had been there a while. They had some weapons there. I've heard Kurt is a great preparer, like studying, does a really good job. So I'm sure that familiarity, it was the same offense he got to run for how many years there. Like, I, I think that's what helped him. Uh, and, and again, I've never even met Kirk in person. I'm just going off of, you know, what I kind of like saw from the outside or what I've kind of heard here or there. But I think that as I look at that, that would be my best, my best guess. Right. Um, one last thing, if you don't mind, um, obviously I've got to ask you just your opinion. I don't know if you know Ryan Fitzpatrick or not. Uh, you know, obviously you go to Harvard, you, you know, listen, you're going to be smart, right? Listen, and, there's a weird, you asked me if I know Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan and I grew up playing all sports against each other. So from the no age, eight, oh yeah. From the age eight, all the way up, I was sandwiched between his twin brothers and him in swimming. So one year I'd be competing against his older brothers. The next year I competed against Ryan. So every odd year, Ryan and I were at all the swimming tournaments in Arizona, oh all the everything. We went to the same junior high. Ryan was on the seventh grade team when I was on the eighth grade football team. No so kidding. I did like baseball, football, swimming. Ryan and I competed all the time in high school. I'm trying to think my senior year when Ryan was a junior, our high schools played each other. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad I, I asked about this. I do know Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's crazy. One of my really good friends, Philip new played tight end at BYU uh -huh. uh, was Ryan's uh, tight end. And oh, like okay. a good friend Marquise Cooper, who unfortunately uh, passed away at sea, the, the former player of the Tampa yeah, yeah. years, he was also one of uh, Ryan's teammates at that oh, high, school, high school. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. Ryan and I have known each other since he probably would have been eight and I would have been nine. So that, I mean, that's an amazing, I had no idea about that. So I'm so glad I asked um, from a football fit standpoint, I, I would, I would assume you think it's a pretty decent fit, right? I mean, I mean, to me, the way I look at it is I don't care if the guy's on team nine or team 900. I don't care if he's never made the playoffs. There's lots of reasons for that. I think it's a great fit and I think he's gotten better. I mean, as most, as a lot of quarterbacks do, he's gotten better and better as his career has gone along. The interceptions have gone down. There's less Fitz tragic. There's more Fitz magic. How do you kind of read that? I didn't even know that there was a Fitz tragic. I knew there was a Fitz magic. Wow. I mean, look, here's what I'll say. Obviously the guy's in the league and he keeps getting opportunities because he has a great value to teams, right? He performs, he's made plays in this league. He's led teams to wins, come from behind wins. Um, he's going to cut it loose now. That's the way that he plays, right? And uh, he has a ton, a ton of experience. You hear quarterbacks all the time when they play later in their career saying how much the game makes sense to them now or how much better of an understanding of how you have to play in the NFL. The NFL has a way to play about it, right? You have to take chances. You have to take smart chances. Sometimes what may look like a risky throw, like, Ooh, what was he thinking? That player took that knowing I have to sometimes take those, right? But I'm doing it at the right time. I think that Ryan probably brings with him a ton of wisdom. You talk about fits. At this point, I'm saying fits as in fits within a system, not fits. But like, I, I think at this point in his career, he's past the point of does this system fit him well? He's going to be able to adapt to whatever they want to do because he's done it all already. He's played for so many coordinators, so many teams. I think that he's at the point, like, just give me what you want me to do and I'll do it. So, you know, if, if, if I'm a coach, I have great comfort with him knowing 
all the experiences that he's had, right? Uh, I also would love to have younger quarterbacks be around him. I just know within circles of guys, I know that have been in his quarterback room with him, on the team with him. Everybody loves being with Ryan. They all say he's great for the meeting room, great personality, great teacher, all those things. So, you know, when you bring somebody like that to your organization, you're bringing tons of value to that room in general. And also just experiences, right? Like, I think it was crazy sometimes what happened to Ryan last year, right? Like, oh, hey, we're going to play Tua. Hey, it's the third quarter. We're done playing Tua. We're going to put you in. Go out there and try to win it for us. Okay, hey, we're going to play Tua again now to start this week. Oh, something happens. Okay, okay, go out there and try to win it again. Like, that's not easy as a player. You can only do that because the, like, security, the, like, that confidence you have in yourself, regardless of the reps at practice. I know this stuff well enough. I've done it enough to know. Put me out there, and I'm going to cut it loose. And I, I think he also has that, like, personality, right? Like, he, it just fits, right? Like, yeah, I'll throw the helmet on. I'll go out there and sling it around and see what happens. Hey, John, I, I've kept you – far too long i you know i and i i i appreciate all your time i mean dude it's great catching up with you seeing you it's been a long time since i've seen you and, and you know i know we text a little bit but um i really appreciate uh not only your great insight but how cool you've always been to me uh the kind of family man you are uh, i really enjoyed getting to know you obviously when you're here i'm so happy you know, for your success. And I really appreciate you, you know, making the time and being so awesome with this. Uh, it's, it's great to catch up with you. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate you. All right. And that's going to do it for us right here on the Lockdown Washington football team podcast. David expected to be back tomorrow or on the next episode. Thanks once again to John Beck. Thanks to you guys that hung in there and listened to the show today uh, and download, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, we, tr- we we want you guys to be more involved in the show. Uh, please send us an email. Uh, you can send it to me at Russell, Ma- uh, I should say Russellmania09 at gmail.com. That's Russellmania09 at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at LockWFTPod or at DHarrison82 or mine individually is at Russellmania621. Thanks for being with us on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast.